Happy Friday. This is your first ever listening on the Woman Podcast. My name is Tamani Lynn, and I'm the founder and CEO of Women of Lynn, which is a women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and inspiring all women to be boss through support and networking. We partake in a variation of different initiatives like your community service. We have an international motivational podcast like this one. We do webinars, seminars, workshops. You namely basically do assist. We're known as the one-stop shop for empowerment, and you are listening to the Women Podcast, where I sit down with female entrepreneurs or Debbie bosses, rather, which is what we like to call them. And I sit down with them and I talk with them not only about the topic at hand, but also their journeys of becoming bosses up until the point that we record this episode. And if this is your first ever listening to our podcast, then we do updates in the beginning of every single episode. And we have two for you ladies this week. So update number one, if you ladies joined us this past Saturday, we actually were able to go out and get right back into community service as we did before the pandemic began. It has been a year total since we've been boots on ground as an organization giving back to our community. And I'm so, so, so happy that we were able to do that. We were able to donate over... Let me get the stats. Hold on. We were able to serve with College Park Food Bank located in Maryland, and we served produce and other items to over 300 families containing 1,200 people in those families. And we were able to just, you know, give back and join a community as an organization again with our volunteers. And I'm so, so, so happy that we were able to do that. Giving back to my community has always been a really, 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 really important thing to me within my organization. And I'm so happy that, you know, we have amazing women like our executive community service coordinator, Niat. Shout out to you, sis, if you're listening to this. But I'm very blessed that we were able to do that and serve with the College Park Community Food Bank. So if you ladies would like to volunteer with us in the future, we will be doing community service every single month. It normally takes place on a Saturday or Sunday. So if you're interested, go ahead and shoot over an email to our executive community service coordinator, Niat Girmai at niat, N-I-A-T dot at gmail.com to be able to serve with us next time we get back to our community. So that is update number one. And update number two, you ladies were not playing with the mentorship applications. You ladies know that we just opened applications last Friday and we have already begun sending out acceptance emails. So if you're interested in taking your business to the next level with my guidance for the next 12 months, because we do have a 12 month track within our mentoring program and also being within a W Boss community alongside you with your journey, go ahead and submit your application to womenoflin.org. Okay, so that is update number two. You ladies have not been playing with the mentorship applications. So if you ladies would like to stay updated with everything that we're doing, not only as a podcast, but also as an overall organization, you ladies can go ahead and subscribe to our website at womenoflin.org. Okay. All right, ladies, that is our updates for this week. And you ladies know we have segments that are part of our podcast. We have a woman's to watch of the week, and then we have an ask question of the week. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with our woman's to watch of the week. 
Our Women's to Watch of the Week is the amazing Naya Zuri. She is a girl boss, author, and public speaker. She's been featured on Connecticut 40 Under 40 for her amazing works throughout her industry, and she is so inspiring. What caught our eye to feature Naya as our Women to Watch of the Week this week in our podcast was the fact that she was actually featured on Connecticut's 40 Under 40. And if you look at her overall brand, and you ladies can go ahead and follow her with her at name that I'm going to give to you in a few minutes. But if you ladies look into her brand, then she is a huge advocate on serving as an inspiration to other women and especially women that look like her. So if you ladies want us to go ahead and support her, in which we will definitely be doing after this episode drops, you ladies can go ahead and follow her on all social media platforms at Naya underscore Zuri. That is N-I-Y-A-H underscore Zuri. Okay. All right. That is our woman's watch of the week this week. And moving on to our Ask Tamani question. You ladies have not been playing with these questions and I love it. So this week for our Ask Samani question, we got the question, how do I beat client retention? I am a service-based entrepreneur. Okay, this was a really, really good question um, because I know a lot of you ladies probably have, you know, dealt with client retention in the past or you're currently dealing with it, especially because a lot of companies and businesses have had to learn how to pivot during this time. And you may have gotten less clientele, you may have gotten more clientele, but for the bosses who are struggling with client retention right now, to answer that question, it's a few different things that you should be looking at if you're getting high client retention. Number one is the thing that nobody actually wants to look in the mirror and ask themselves. You need to ask yourself, is your service good? Okay, that's number one. I feel as though when you have an impactful service, something that you offer, especially if you're a service-based entrepreneur, word of mouth should be your number one marketing strategy. So if your clients aren't coming back, you need to ask yourself, one, what is wrong with my service? Two, am I not doing enough? Or three, how is my customer service, right? So you need to, one, ask yourself that. That's one of the main things that people leave out in asking themselves this question when they have high client retention. So that's number one. Look in the mirror a little bit as a boss. Number two, you need to check your customer service, okay? Are you following up? One simple follow-up can take a service from zero to 10, okay, when it comes to your client experience, but you need to ask yourself, how is your customer service? I know you ladies may see all the time on Twitter, on social media, people always bashing small businesses, especially small black woman-owned businesses. So you ladies need to make sure that you do not fall into that category, okay? When you tell a client you're gonna do something, do it, and of course, try to exceed their expectations at the same time. My favorite thing to recommend to clients is always under promise and over serve. That does not mean, okay, kill yourself and, and work yourself and burn yourself out to please this client. But I always like to utilize the analogy with Chick-fil-A. Okay. We all go to Chick-fil-A. If you don't eat Chick-fil-A, I'm so sorry, but they are a really good example for customer service. And they are the billboard for what you should be emulating within your company. But when you go to Chick-fil-A, you go there for a meal, right? Everyone goes there just to eat, but it's the practice that they're under promising you a service and over delivering to you at the same time, okay? When we all go to Chick-fil-A, everyone talks about their amazing customer service. Everyone talks about the fact that they always put in extra sauces in your bag. Everyone talks about the fact that the line moves extremely fast. No one leaves the line. It, listen, a line at Chick-fil-A could be wrapped around the block and people will still stay because they know, one, they're going to get amazing food. Two, they know they're going to get bomb customer service. And three, they know they're not going to wait that long, okay? And that is a really good example of how you should emulate within your company 
when it comes to certain things within your business and providing a service to a client, you need to start emulating amazing customer service, okay? And again, that doesn't mean burn yourself out when you complete a service for someone, but if you overall just, one, have a good service, two, have great customer service, off that alone, people will be coming back to you. So you ladies need to ask yourself those first two things. One, is my service even good? And would I pay for it? Two, how's my customer service doing? Okay. And number three, word of mouth, which is something I just said. Ladies, if you provide a good service, if you're great at your customer service, if you're amazing at what you do, the clients will come, okay? That is my number one marketing strategy in making sure that, you know, clients come back to me and clients come back to my mentees. I'm always, always, always making sure that the service I'm providing is so good to the point that people are going to tell other people about it. And that's something that you ladies need to start striving for within your company, So when it comes to different things like you having to outreach for marketing, like utilizing social media or emailing campaigns, you don't have to rely on that so heavily because your clients are already doing the marketing for you. And that is a secret marketing gem that you ladies need to start tapping into is making sure your clients are doing the marketing for you, okay? So those are the three main things that I want you ladies to ask yourself and answering this question to yourself. You know, if you do struggle with the same thing as far as client retention, one, Is my service good and would I pay for it? Two, I need to check my customer service. How's my customer service doing? And three, do I have word of mouth within my company? Okay, I promise you ladies, the sooner you tackle all three of these things, the better your client retention will get. You won't have client retention. Client retention won't be a thing and you won't even know what that is (laughs) by the time you make sure you have all three of those things within your service. So that is our answer for our Ask Tamani question of this week. I want you ladies to focus on those main three things. If you do struggle with client retention, I promise if you tackle those three things, you will not even worry about client retention. Okay. All right. So that is my answer for our Ask Tamani question this week. Thank you so much to the boss that asked me that question. That was a really good question. But if I wasn't able to answer your question adequately, go ahead and shoot me a DM or an email so we can continue the conversation. Okay. And if you ladies would like to ask an Ask Tamani's question, go ahead and shoot an email to womenofland at gmail.com or shoot us an email to our podcasting email at thewpod at gmail.com. Okay, all right, now let's go ahead and hop into the topic. I'm so, so, so excited for this week's topic. I know I say that every single week, but I'm really, really excited for this week's topic. And you ladies were too. As soon as I started talking about the importance of multiple sources of income and what we were talking about this week, everybody was like, oh, yes, girl, I can't wait to tune in. I can't wait to listen in. And now we're finally here, sis, okay? So this week, we're going to hop into the importance of multiple sources of income, the types of income you need to have as a boss and how to create those sources of income okay so as a boss one source of income is entirely way too close to none okay with the political climate we're in right now as a country and the social state anything can change at the drop of a dime sis and you need to know that as a boss you can keep it pushing okay with or without one source of income so this week we are talking about the importance of multiple sources of income especially in business as a boss Now, the average person, let's be real, okay, let's be real here on this podcast, y'all know I keep 100% real, 100% transparent, the average person only has one source of income. This can be your nine to five, one business you have, a really good few shares in a company if you're into stocks, but did you know that the average millionaire has seven sources of income? 
Let me repeat. Yes, I said seven. Seven says seven sources of income the average millionaire has, okay? And the average American only has one. So I want you guys to think about how big a financial gap that is, okay? The average American, the average person has one source of reliable income as to where a millionaire has seven successful sources of income, okay? So just imagine if you had two. Imagine if you had three out of seven. Imagine you had four out of that seven. Shoot, even start with two. Go go down to the basics. Even if you had two, it's better than one. And we need to start transitioning as bosses. We need to start transitioning financially to make sure that we're aligning with the best things possible, especially in this political climate and the social state that we're in, okay? So that's what we're gonna be hopping into this week. So number one, sis, you need to understand that there are different types of income, okay? If it's your first time ever listening about or hearing about multiple sources of income, there are a lot of different types, okay? There's active and passive income. There's earned income. There's profit income, dividend income, rental income. It's a lot of different incomes, but there are a few that you ladies need to focus on primarily in building your multiple sources, okay? The main types of source of income that you should strive in having is one, of course, earned income, and this could be your main job. You ladies know I'm a huge advocate in keeping your nine to five, especially if it's paying you well, okay? That 4K will be getting chunky, okay? Alongside you having your side hustles and your side businesses, you need to have something that is extremely, extremely reliable. And for most people, that is their nine to five, especially right now, having a nine to five is so easy. Majority of us are at home right now, majority, not all. But if you have a nine to five and you're blessed enough to be working from home, you ladies know that that gives you even more time to work on your company and your business. And something else I want to touch on before we move forward, please get out of the mindset that everybody needs to be an entrepreneur, okay? Let's let's back up a little bit. Not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. Everybody's saying, oh, you can't have a nine to five and, have, and be a boss at the same time. You can't have a nine to five and be an entrepreneur. Yes, you can because my nine to five is making my 401k chunky while they're paying for my health care, while I'm getting a slew of benefits, while I'm getting guaranteed income, okay? I can have my side hustle on the side. I can have my business on the side that I'm putting in just as much work on when I get home from my nine to five and making sure that I'm building my empire with my six to 10. Okay. That is the real key to success that these people are not telling you guys about. They're tricking you guys into thinking, oh, in order to be a millionaire, you need to not have a nine to five. I know so many people who are highly successful bosses that still have a nine to five and make sure that their six to 10 is grossing even more than their nine to five, okay? So I want you guys to get out of that mindset before we move forward. It is totally okay to have a nine to five. You ladies know I love my nine to five. I love working in the federal government. And if you're getting a federal government coin, honey, that's that's a different type of bag. So imagine, ladies, if you had that main source of job, that main source of income, which is a, a career and a job, okay, that you're constantly building on and then you get home and you have an empire right a source that's giving you plethora of different things to pull from and we're going to get into that as well Um, a side hustle that's bringing you multiple sources of income that is possible too so number one you ladies need to make sure that you have earned income which is your main hustle this could be a job a nine to five um, one main business that you have and so on and so forth okay so that's number one Number two, this is my favorite, 
passive and residual income. This is income where if you were to create something, it will still be making you money five to 10 years down the line. And I'm a huge advocate for this. I feel like we should normalize this a little bit more amongst the black community, especially the black women community. Ladies, start getting into e-products. Oh my gosh. Ladies, I will tell you firsthand, I made my first e-product in September of 2019. That same e-product is making me money till this day. And it's 2021, okay? It's years later and I'm still making money off of products I made two years ago. Normalize making money in your sleep, okay? I don't wanna be working my butt off until I'm 60, 70 years old. We need to start doing things now that are paying us while we're 20 years old, while we're 30 years old, while we're 40 years old, paying us in our sleep to the point where we get to that retirement age, we are gonna be set and we need to normalize that. So you ladies need to start thinking about types of different residual and passive incomes that you can have and the most popular one is e-courses ebooks something that you create one time and that you can continuously sell okay another source of really popular income is of course rental income the average millionaire also all share some sort of real estate all millionaires if you guys look at the list of millionaires list of billionaires all of them are in the real estate industry and we need to normalize that as well okay it's a lot of different things that we as bosses we don't share enough and we don't talk about more to where other bosses are aware, okay, I need to hop on this type of income. I need to get on this type of income too. There are so many different sources, but I want you guys to start pulling from the most impactful sources of income and start building on that. So one, of course, again, you need to have your earned income. Two, you need to have your residual and passive income. And three, if you can, go ahead and get into the real estate industry as best as you can, as soon as you can, because there are gems in that industry, okay? So that's number three. And those are the three that we are going to focus on today primarily, um, which is the most popular sources of income. So hopping into my second thing, when you have a business, and I touched on this a little bit a few moments ago, you ladies may have heard me say within your side hustle, you can have multiple sources of income within that one side hustle. That is very, very, very important. I'm going to say it again. It is possible for you to have multiple sources of income within one business and one company. Stop jumping to create five to 10 million different LLCs for five to 10 different businesses when you can just have it a part of one company. And I'm going to break it down. Okay. I want you ladies to think of the most successful company right now. Okay. Hopefully everybody thought about Amazon. (laughs) That man is a billionaire, trillionaire, gazillionaire. Listen, whoever, whatever the richest billionaire is, that's what that man is. And it's because he has mastered the essence of having multiple sources and lanes of profit within one company. I'm going to say that again, this man, has multiple sources of income within one company, okay? And you guys might just think it's Amazon. No, it's Amazon, little do you know, it's Amazon Services, it's Amazon Prime, it's Amazon Podcast, it's Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, Amazon Influencer Program, and so much more, okay? Imagine if this man created different LLCs for every single thing that he was doing. No, you guys don't have to do that. Sometimes a lot of the services that you provide or the things that you want to get into, you can make one main company and pull from that different company and making it into seven different sources. I might have touched on this a little bit in a few episodes ago. I believe it was an Ask Samani question, I believe, but we need to normalize having multiple sources of income within one company, okay? That is where the real bag is. For example, I'm going to give you guys another example. Of course, my own company, Women of Lynn, is not just Women of Lynn. You ladies may be listening to the podcast and thinking we're just a podcast. We are an entire national organization, okay? It's not just Women of Lynn. 
It's the W Business Coaching Program. It's the W Mentoring Program. It's the W Podcast, W Merch. It's a multitude of sources within one company. And we need to normalize that and stop thinking. We need to create a business for everything, okay? And understanding this, the sooner that you understand this, is the sooner that you will be able to generate more profit, okay? See more sales within your company, okay? One of the biggest things or biggest mistakes that I see with a lot of different bosses is that you guys create businesses for everything. You guys create a page for everything and normalize the fact that it can come from one source. When I first heard this phenomenon, I first thought to myself, you know what? That is way too much. Me having all of that a part of one company, that's going to confuse people. That's going to turn people off to my brand. That's going to steer people away from my brand because it's too much going on. No, you just have to make sure that everything is strategic that you do and make sure it makes sense as well. I don't want you guys to one, start doing hair one second and then you're selling t-shirts the next second and then you selling shoes the other second and then you're doing a beauty service in the same company. I'm not saying that. I'm saying everything that you have within one company, it needs to align. It needs to make sense and they all need to be combined in one way, shape or form. But I don't want you guys to get into normalizing. Oh, I have to start this business right here. Oh, I got to start this different business. Oh, I got to start that different business. It can all be a part of one and it is possible. Y'all know whenever I learn something new, I take it right back to this podcast. And the second that I found out and realized that with a lot of these millionaires, billionaires, these highly successful businesses, that there are multiple sources within one company, I was like, oh no, let me, let me change, let me change the game. Let me change the game. And I want you ladies to feel the exact same way. Start making multiple sources of income. Start getting into residual income. For example, there could be a service that you offer for my ladies who are listening to this episode and you provide a service, say you do an Instagram makeover, right? You're a graphic designer. Have packages that you can offer to your clients. Have eBooks that you can still make money from. You create that eBook, sit down, you take like a month and a half, two months to create it. It's gonna make you money three years from now, four years from now. E-course is the same thing. You sit down and spend a month, two months, three months creating an e-course. It will still make you money four years down the line, five years down the line. Normalize residual source of income. Normalize not having to work for certain sources of income and normalize multiple sources of income within one company. We need to normalize that amongst the black community and especially the black women community, which is the community that listens into this podcast. Shout out to us. Ladies, we need to start hopping into a different type of bag this year. It's no more little bag, okay? It was it was giving little bag 2020, but the more things that we're learning, especially the fact that we're home, there are a lot more ways that you can expand the ways that you make money, expand the ways that you can create generational wealth for yourself and your family, and know that it is okay to have a nine to five while doing so as well. Again, I don't want you guys to fall on that oh, I have to choose between my nine to five and entrepreneurship. Because when you hop into entrepreneurship, you guys need to understand, you guys probably saw that TikTok on TikTok, girl, it is car note, car insurance, it's rent, mortgage, it's healthcare, it's 401k, it's retirement. It's real out here in these adulthood streets. And I don't want you guys to jump into entrepreneurship thinking, okay, let me just go off this woman faith. If you don't at least have 12 to 24 months of savings within your company and you're generating a consistent source of income within your business girl please don't quit your job please don't I'm so sick of LLC Twitter and LLC Instagram telling everybody to quit their jobs not everybody needs to quit their job okay entrepreneurship is something all in itself but don't get me wrong if you're able to generate that much and be good once you once you quit go for it sis but for the ones that are contemplating should I keep my nine to five and do my best at the same time it is very
very possible to do it because I'm doing it, okay? And it's just not a normal nine to five. You ladies know I work at the federal government. So it is totally, totally, totally possible, okay? And in understanding this, I actually created something called the money chart for you ladies that I want you guys to focus on creating after this episode drops is so you can guys can start tapping into the multiple source of income that you guys want to have, okay? And again, this is called the money chart for my bosses that are listening. So one, it looks almost like a tree, okay? Or, or like a, a job chart, a chain of command, something like that. That's what the chart looks like. It is called the money chart. Again, it has three things. One, you will write one circle or draw one circle. Within that first circle, you will write your main Underneath that circle, you would draw a line with another circle. You're going to put your side. And then underneath that circle, you put another circle and it will say your back. And I'm about to break it down. So number one, your main. Again, that needs to be your earned income, something that you know you can make money from. This could be your nine to five. This could be one main business that you have. This could be one main job that you have. Write your main in that top circle. Two, your side. What is your side hustle? What is something that you do on the side that can generate you money? What is something on the side that you can turn into a business? What is something on the side that you can see actual income from? Okay, and I want you guys to write that. And below that, you're gonna write your back. What is the thing that will give you residual and passive income? Is it real estate? Is it a podcast that's residual? Is it e-courses? Is it e-books? Is it stocks? Something that's going to make you money in your sleep, okay? I want you guys to start getting on this money chart and writing these things down and creating this chart because when I tell you when you have all those three things that she will be set you will be set as a boss. Okay, I'm not even playing. As soon as you guys hop on these main three things and create this money chart, you are good to go. So again, you need to have your money chart and it needs to have your main, your side, and your bag that will make you money in your sleep. Okay, I feel like a lot of bosses, we don't talk enough about the importance of multiple sources of income and the fact that you can have multiple sources within one company and you need to also have residual and passive income at the same time to where you can make money in your sleep. I feel as though if us as bosses can tackle that faster, can tackle that sooner, we can make the generation behind us even easier for them, even easier for our kids to the point where they won't even have to lift a finger. And that's the type of bag we need to hop into in 2021. Okay. All right, sis. So that concludes episode 20, the importance of multiple sources of income. You ladies know whenever we have a solo episode, I have gems to drop. So I hope you ladies were able to take tools and notes from my money chart, able to take tools and notes from the fact that you can have multiple sources of income within one company and the overall fact that you need to have multiple sources and the importance of it as a boss. Okay. All right, ladies, that concludes our episode for this week. Thank you ladies so, so, so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Wimbledon Podcast. You ladies can listen in on this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, any podcast system platform there is, we are basically on. I hope you ladies enjoyed this episode and you ladies will hear me next week. Peace, ladies. Have a safe weekend.